And now we are live. <clears throat> so we're brought to you by Motion Pro as always. Here we go. Nick is adding into the call. You there, Nick? Is it not showing video? No, it's just showing a loading thing yet. Um, I was thinking that the um, I was thinking of branding, and now it's going to be the um, Emoticons train shots because kids love Emoticons and train shots. Yeah, um, <laughs> can't wait to take part of some training shots tonight. Let's see. Where are you at? Are you at the office or are you at uh, your house? Who, me? Yeah, you. Well, yeah, I'm at my house because uh, my dad took over the office. But uh, I can't even do video. I don't know what's going on here. Um, I'm going through my phone because I got new internet and it's worse than my old internet, so... Are you using your phone internet? <clears throat> You're using the unlimited T-Mobile? Yeah, but it's T-Mobile, so I can use all of it, but I just don't have much of it. Right. What's up, Austin? Not much, man. Just hanging out, being a dad. Oh, no, you guys can talk about dad stuff. Yeah? Where you at? It's, uh, I'm in Atlanta. You mean, uh... I thought you lived in Florida now. I was down there for a while, but it's just... I don't know. China. It's always been around places. Never stayed in one place long enough to call it home. I'm living uh, with Travis right now. What? I'm living with Travis Laird right now. Oh, yeah? Cool. Where's yeah. he at? Uh, he's at work. He'll be done in 30 minutes. Cool. But then it takes him like 45 minutes to go home or whatever, right? He'll be home at 10. Okay. We usually do an hour and a half at least, so. Yeah. Figure out your video. We can't have not have Macklemore on here, Nick. <laughs> I'm it's trying just, to we do it. We T-Mobile. Um, you were on there before I told you that I was supposed to call you, and then you hung up, even though I was just joking. Well, I took a, it, it hurt, so I just hung I've up. I've seen that, and then you wouldn't answer the call back, and I'm like, yo, well, I then think I he's a call. I got, I got a work call, so I had to answer that. <laughs> you don't work, Nick. What do you mean, your wife called you? And she was like, hey, pick up right some there. cheese for the kids. Oh, you can't see her. There's no connection. No, I can't see anything. Just imagine it, however you want. I imagine she's sleeping, because that's most of the snaps I get. No? It's bedtime over here, dude. Everybody's going, getting ready for bed. Wow, right that's here. a tasty beer right there. Going coastal. He's keeping a GA Ooh. for people on just yeah. audio. He's got sweet water. Going, going coastal. IPA pineapple. with pineapple. Okay, Delicious. so we have Austin Drummond on, and he would be like, if I had illegitimate kids, he would be one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say Ray would be my first illegitimate kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's already picked favorites. Well, yeah. no, like, I had to, um, his parents actually made me a, um, like they had a notarized note that said that a signed note right. that said that I could sign him into events because he was yeah. like 15 or 16. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like his guardian over the weekend. 
Um, and I actually, the, ten years after that. <laughs> and the dude that you're living with is actually who I um, found in my backyard was Ray and Travis. Uh, and then, showed up and we're riding your yard. Yeah, um, you remember we had those mini bike jumps. Yeah. So Joey yeah. told him to go over there. Oh, okay. So I showed I'll, up at like. I was like, showed up. No, yeah, I, I drove in at like, um, got there at like two o'clock in the afternoon from a show or whatever. I'd driven all night, and I'm standing yep. in the kitchen. I'm looking out the back window, and I'm. Just, they had that kid Blake with them. Yeah. And he was just going for it, and um, he's just crashing his dick off. And then I watched <laughs> yeah. the other two guys, and I'm like, "Oh shit, those two guys definitely have big bikes." The way that Travis and Ray rode mini bikes, I was like, "They definitely have big bikes." And at the time, I just moved to Georgia, and I didn't have anybody to ride with, so I went out and I was like, "Yo, you guys got big bikes, right? Or ride, have ridden them?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said, "You guys have bikes?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I said, well, listen, I got a ramp uh, not too far from here that I practice on for freestyle. I was like, if you guys want to come out and hit it? And they were like, uh, no. Um, and I'm like, just come out, bring your bikes. If you don't want to jump it, don't jump it. I said, if you want to jump it, go and gear up. And it was literally like three minutes they watched it. That. Was like, what was going on? <laughs> yeah, did we just enter another dimension or something? I don't know what. <laughs> oh, you got a the computer. Yeah, I was just gonna say you got two things on at once. Wow, I almost got sucked into the internet. Yo, you lost the internet. Now Can't you're just know? a little picture down here with me on the bottom of my screen. That's all you see. Of him. You're yeah. a you're a big picture, but then um, Nick and I are just little pictures down here in the bottom. I guess everybody yeah. sees Nick's face every week anyway. So there you go. Stick your whole face right in there, and then we. Can see <laughs> <here>. <laughs> you can't smell my MGD breath. There you go. Cheers, boys. MGD, that's not drink. The... We're never going to know when to, to drink. Oh, man. I'm going to have to get just an Emoticon sticker and just pop him up in front of the camera. And it's just me. Just recently, they're just like, uh, <laughs> periodically just hold it up. I like this. Have another beer? So, um, yeah, so those guys started riding with me. And then not too far after that, Austin started coming out. And I always tell, you know, I try not to negatively influence kids anymore because I feel like I did that enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to be a positive role model. And all I go back to is Sturgis. Ooh. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to dip into that here in just a minute. Yeah, we'll i got to ease that. into that. Yeah, started out just an innocent racer working hard in Georgia to make my way. Freestyle motocross. <laughs> Whatever. He was the aggressor. He was like, I'm fucking going. I, yeah. He would just go to shows with Ray and Kyle, and then next thing you know, he's like, They're letting me ride. I was like, Of course they're going to let you ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, You fucking. Just wanted, yeah. Just wanted, 
just wanted to do it. Yeah, there wasn't any stopping you. I wouldn't blame anything on me other than maybe partying excessively. That was all right. I just had a good role model to guide me through. <laughs> it's a learning period. Yeah, you got to learn how to take those drugs, right? That's right. That's right. Nick never learned, so he's scared of everything. Yeah. <laughs> you got to find somebody who's already done them and knows the routine. Let you ride and it. I know too many people that have. That's why I'm like, nah, I don't want that routine. You need Clint, to be mellow. You need somebody that needs to be your spirit animal, especially if you're going to take like mushrooms or something. Oh, you yeah, you got to have somebody who knows what they're doing. You need a guide on that journey. Yeah, and it's an amazing journey. I would suggest anybody. And every, yeah, but everybody says, yeah, yeah, I'll take you through it. And then it's like, no, I know you, dude. You're the wrong, the no wrong way. dude. Well, I'm, I'm the right dude, so if you ever want to do it, let me know. <laughs> I was trying to talk Travis into this last night, actually. It was hilarious. Are you wearing a Garth Brooks shirt? You got him right. <laughs> <laughs> he just stood up. And he's got this. What year does it say on it? World Tour, baby. Uh, this was 14. 14. Oh, man. I thought you were going to impress us with some 2017 from, shit. You went from my hood to your hood. Chicago to Atlanta. That asshole juked us out so hard. This. All right, so we bought tickets for this. This was his going away world tour in 2014. It was supposed to be his last tour. So he did like a week straight in Chicago, and we paid so much for these tickets last minute, thinking like, we got to go see Garth before he's done, you know? <laughs> and the fucker's still going, and he's still doing shows. <laughs> Remember when he did uh, Chris Gaines? No, no, I don't know who Chris Gaines is. He's a rapper, you know, right? Garth Brooks, Alter Ego, he did for a little bit. Oh. I'm going to look it Kevin up, Gaines. my buddy had longer hair, we call him Chris Gaines. <laughs> What was his alter ego like? Was he less douchey? I never listened to it. No, way more douchey. <laughs> yeah, he went like, he went pop. Ooh, yeah, that's a bad move. Yeah. Look, Google Chris Gaines, dude. It'll <laughs> blow you away. I, I, you're no super fan. You got hustled by him. I got, I, I legitimately got hustled by Garth Brooks. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if they ever do that on purpose. If they're like, "Yo, you, we're gonna you know make." They did that whole tour was just a, oh my god. <laughs> you found it. You can't play it on here. They'll, they'll pull it. Oh, there you go. Oh shit! I do remember that. He emoed himself out. That's yeah, it was weird. You just. Put a little taint of something on in my book. The hustle on you on the tour wasn't enough? That's two strikes. One more and he's fucking done. I bet he wasn't even born in the United States. He was probably born someplace. <laughs> he has a British accent. He's Canadian. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Uh, that's why he went. That's why he popped up in Chicago. He yeah, just snuck just across the border. Yeah, it was like, "Yo, what's up, everybody? I Can love America." Be right back. This guy's taking a piss break already. It's been like no. fucking ten beer. minutes. Jeez. I need another beer, dude. Oh, okay, okay. How do you breaking beer bottles in the kitchen? I'm back. You're back. 
I'll just quit on a beer run. Yo, how are the trails in Travis's backyard doing? Oh, good. I was ripping them today. It was a blast. What were you on that, 110? No, uh, mountain bike. Nice. Yeah. All my pit bikes are fucking shut down right now. Why? Because you can't fix them? I got a 110 that's in Florida that it's got all the shit done to it, but it blew that's out. That's why it won't the... run. Do what? That's why it won't run. Yeah. The output shaft broke or some bullshit, sucked gear in it or something. So it's being worked on, but that's been uh, like three or four years since I was just sitting in the shop. Anybody I know that like big board their bikes out or whatever, their mini yeah. bike, they don't fucking run. My dad had bought that bike and a 50 from one of the guys he worked with. <clears throat> and they were like already modded out. I would have never modded the motors out. No. But it has like Marzatis on it and uh, Elka Shock. And it's pretty badass, but it's just, it's too much really. You need to get yourself just a stock motor and put it in there. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Or just a stock cylinder. Cars yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, that's all I need is the cylinder. But, I don't know, we'll see. I had that bad 50 back in the day that was perfect for pit, uh, for jumps, but my uncle sold that when I was in Macau for those two years. So I came back and was like, sweet. We got no 50 now? All right, cool. Never saw a dime for it either. Well, how was uh, how was Macau? <clears throat> Macau was an interesting time in my life. It was crazy. Wait, so you were that was the um, house of dancing water? Yeah. Okay. So that was house of dancing water. That was from '09 to '11 that I was there. And Jimmy Berber, that was a yeah. A he said it all up. FMX Forever um, deal. Yep. And that was fun. Did two good years there. Spent all my money that I made along with every single person there. It's basically living in Vegas in Asia, but like seven times more crazy shit. Did you really? ever go to the KTVs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hammer drunk. Seeing Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, KTV is... um. It's supposed to be just karaoke, and you yeah. go in there, and you can buy bottles of liquor for, like, the same price that you would go into a store and buy a bottle of liquor, <laughs> and then you rent a room. There's all I've been to all kind of KTVs now. In China, they're different than Macau. In Japan, they're different from uh, okay. both of those. In Japan, we were at one, and there was girls... Like, we had, I think, like, six guys with us. So they brought six girls, and every song, when the song ended, the girls would rotate one position oh, clockwise. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd be sitting with some girl, and she'd just be, like, sitting there, like, rubbing your leg, and you're just, like, ripping a song. <laughs> we had um, the guys that were, like, so the promoter that brought us over, Steven, his guys, his friends were with us, and they took us out. Like, Steven didn't party or anything. Um, so they took us out and there were, there was, um, I don't, am I drawing a blank on his name? The Australian street bike guy, uh, that's over there that you were dealing with. Oh, Samo. Samo. And then. Well, I mean, this one's out of Samo. Yeah, no shit. Samo. 
He's a good time. Sam was an Australian street bike guy that uh, moved to China, and they were doing like these street bike lessons, like track lessons and stuff, but then they also did freestyle. So when we went over, um, the motocross track just had this big um, concrete run-in for like the ramps, and those guys did FMX on the uh, concrete with us. Uh, but they were like, like the whole thing over here with all the fireworks from China, no bullshit. Like everywhere you stop, like like these big uh, trailers that you got with the um, all the fireworks in them, like has got nothing on any corner store in China. Every single corner store that you walk into has like a huge array of like mega bombs. Like big ass it's, shit. It's, <laughs> so they're it's like three in the morning and they pound on our door, Samo does, and next thing you know, somebody opens the door and he runs through the room to the other side to the window and has like at least an M eighty. At least. I'm pretty sure it was bigger than that. And he lights it and he throws it into the median in the road outside of our hotel and it just blows up and like all the car alarms go off on the entire block and he just runs back out of our room and shit and then we we actually you know how they have in a we were going from like the airport from shanghai out to where the motocross track was which was eight hours and you're on these like windy ass roads through these huge mountains and then you go through like a million fucking tunnels right there's just tunnels <laughs> everywhere. So we're Everyone. going through this long-ass tunnel, and there's construction in it. And this fucking guy is whipping those M80 things out the window in the tunnel. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> echoing down the entire tunnel. And then Steven starts calling us. And he, or no, we get to wherever we're going. He's like, I know, you guys were throwing those fucking <laughs> fireworks out in the tunnel. And Sam, I was like, no, I, that wasn't us. And he goes, I know it was you guys. Like... <laughs> It's so crazy because in China, it's like the Wild West, dude. There are no rules. Yeah. In this town that we were doing shows in, we literally, we'd buy these little, uh, they're called CG125s. It's like a knockoff of a Honda CB25. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like the most sold motorcycle in the world. Yeah. And all over India, Asia, blah, blah. So we'd buy these bikes for 100 bucks used. And they'd run. They're pieces of shit, but it was just fun to ride them. And we, we had these mountains right behind the little beach town we were in. And me, Samo, Ryan, Logan, uh, TJ Tiffany, when he was there for a little bit, we'd all go rip off these mountains, dude. And we'd be hammered drunk, just banging bars up these, like, trails. It was the most fun shit ever. But anyways, we'd be riding through this little beach town, passing roadblocks where the Chinese cops were getting unregistered bikes, like pulling people over. Uh -huh. And we would ride through with beers. We had cup holders on our bikes. And we would just <laughs> pull our beers up and say, hey, and just ride right past it. And they would never do anything. We literally did <laughs> anything we wanted in that town. It was yeah. crazy. The cops don't they even like patrol. Were what? Yeah, one of the guys in our show used to be like an ex-police chief. So I think he like kind of smoothed everything over and said, if you can see these white kids riding around on motorcycles here. <laughs> We're the only white people there. So it was like, people would stop you walking down the road. Photo, photo, photo. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, you want to take a picture? Yeah. yeah, that's how it was when we were in those little towns. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's a little town in China of like 30,000 people. And yeah. 20,000 show up to the motocross track. <laughs> the whole thing wow. is surrounded by people. And at the end, the announcer is like, we're in our little strip, like where the the concrete is and the landing and stuff, like in the center of the track. And the announcer is like, you guys can come down and, you know, greet the riders or whatever. Yo, yeah. I'm just, I don't know what he's saying on the mic. And next thing you know, I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And they're just all sides. They're just closing in on you. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? He's like, the guy said that they could come down here. And I'm like, fuck. So they don't have any personal boundaries there. There's no personal uh, space. They'll walk up to you, touch your face. Touch No way. Oh, yeah. And we have facial hair, and that a lot of them don't have facial yeah, hair. So that's the first thing they're like, oh, yeah. shit, man. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> we got all this face hair. Dude, I finished the show in China, and they would let all the people come down for the take, fo- take some photos. And they would all come down, and no shit. I'd be surrounded by probably, I would say, really 200 people at a time in a huge circle. They'd be all around me. So there'd be like six different families all in one photo, like trying to like <laughs> rush in to get a picture. So you got like one family right here, one family right here, one in front of the bars, one in front of the bars over here by the front fender, like two dudes standing up behind you, like over your head trying to get a picture. And they're all just, dude, oh, it's terrible. I was the last part of our show, so it was super hot. I'd be sweating my ass off and they'd come up and a dude would put his arm around you, yeah. be sweaty ass armpit stinking like shit smoking a cig so he'd wrap his arm around me and so his cig was just burning like right in my face after i'm done riding and he's like oh yeah oh very cool very cool i'm like hey motherfucker get off me trying to get a little fresh breath yo i actually ended up they kept i was standing on the takeoff ramp and they actually ended up like because they're trying to get pictures next to you and they actually like pushed me off of the ramp and then I finally was just like, I can't take it. I got to get the fuck out of here. So I just hopped on my bike and started. And was just like, bong, bong, and just rode through the crowd. I was about to fucking snap. I had a lot of those days. <laughs> Dude. And even in our pits, we had this pit area. We had like an easy up. And they're just packed to the sides of it. Just watching us, you know what I mean? Put our suspension on or whatever. Put gas I'd be chilling in the dressing room, and they're just standing in the doorway, just looking in. I'm like, "Hey, I'm half naked right here." Yeah, no, they did oh. that to us in the streets too, and in the, um, the supermarket. We turned around, and every employee in the supermarket was standing in the aisle taking pictures of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not slick at what they do either. There was a girl at a coffee shop who took a picture of me just sitting there drinking a coffee, and she had her flash on. Yeah. She didn't know. <laughs> it just lit up the whole shop, and I looked over, and she was like, <gasps> was like "Don't worry about it. Just fucking let me know." Did they, <laughs> did they show you guys on TV and shit? Were there commercials? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, advertisement stuff they did, but obviously, I couldn't understand any of it. Right, but you. Very good. How much, how much was it Mandarin or uh, Cantonese that they were speaking there? They speak Mandarin, and Cantonese is more like southern China, 
and Macau speaks Cantonese. But uh, traditional Chinese is Mandarin, I believe. And this shit's impossible. I was just going to say, what do you know? I know like six words. Like, <laughs> like ni hao is hello. She she is thank you. Fuck. Pijo is beer. I was just going to say, you got no beer in bathroom. All you know is uh, Iga Pijo. That's one one beer. And they say, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no one speaks English so for me and the thing is is like I tried to learn a couple like phrases in Chinese but even if you're saying it and it's just a little bit off the tone they it's like you're speaking French to them yeah like, really? I said like uh, I can't remember what it was but literally like it'd be like if somebody said like hello to you you'd be like oh you're saying hello okay but you, they literally would just look at me like and not even move to try to like figure out. I'd be like, this, this one right here. Uh, oh, it was terrible. They they have you no think, common sense. You think that's because like it's that different, or like they did not have as many foreigners. They're not used to foreign people as much as we are. Like, because we always have people who fuck up English. I mean, they're definitely not used to it, but they don't give a shit to try. <laughs> they just you're just along <laughs> the. Oh. My wife's friend teaches over there, teaches English, but she doesn't yeah. know any Chinese at all. <laughs> like, and it's, it's just crazy. like a lesson put on or something. Yeah, it's it's really unbelievable that there's a lot of people who go over there doing the uh, English teaching. It's pretty crazy. Apparently, they get paid pretty well. Yeah, well, they they pay big money to send their kids to those schools. It's crazy. Did you eat a uh, century egg or a thousand-year-old egg? No, hell no. It's not actually a thousand years old. They got the nastiest food in China <laughs> ever. The nastiest shit. I will not touch half of that. Wiggling stuff? Dude, they just, in the gas stations, like, you know, here we got, like, chips and some beef jerky is probably the gnarliest thing you find in a gas station the gas station there's just bags of chicken feet just one after another pickle <laughs> spicy ones the craziest things dude just the nastiest just fat cubes oh <laughs> Stephen was like telling us about he was from hong kong and first off i asked him i go how is somebody named bruce lee from china I was like, that doesn't even make any sense to me. If you guys it's can't not, say R's. I mean, he goes, he's from Hong Kong. He goes, we can say L's. <laughs> but it's the rest of the uh, country that can't. Bruce uh, Ray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so I was like, how the fuck's this guy named Ray? Don't make any <laughs> sense. So he also told me about the, the hair thing. He said, if you yeah. have a mole on the front of your body, though. Yeah, they let it ride. Let it go, because that's a, that's good luck. That's your lifeline. If you have a mole on the front of your body that grows a hair, you're supposed to let that hair grow as long as it'll go, because that's like Dude, your lifeline. It's gnarly. But if it's on your back, it's no. Then it's bad luck, and like you can take the hair out of that. No sense. <laughs> it sounds like a mole on the front of your body is a curse. No. <laughs> you have to let it go. That's Good luck. You had some big long hair. 
It's wild. I'll be like in a in a business meeting over there, and there'll be a dude with like a mall on his neck that's got a hair that's just like this long. <laughs> just like, oh my god, dude! Does he tuck it in, or is, <laughs> did he, you think he pulls it out after he gets dressed? He gets dressed <laughs> and he like pulls it out like a like his chain. He's like, yeah. <laughs> this one out. I had this one for about seven years. Uh, Nick has no hair on his body, so he doesn't have to worry about that. This is all fake, actually. <laughs> Everything from my head is fake. He's, he's I got like, like the tiniest sliver of a photo, video of you, Nick. It's I know. Turn your That's phone sideways. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's better. Yeah, now you didn't get it. Yeah, I always thought that for you. Now you're yeah, double. like at Clint. I ran up to him and I just touched his face because I had never seen all his facial hair before. <laughs> Clint's got him some hair. That's right. Oh, yeah. And I touched the top of his head because I was confused. Yeah, so That's you why missing. That dude grows a beard overnight. I know. my um, All the hair that fell out of my head, my back caught, though, so it's fine. <laughs> it all got stuck. <laughs> He's already got the old guy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they just attach to my back and they grow out down there. <laughs> so are you riding at all, Clint? Did I see something you just posted? Uh, yeah, I just went day? trail riding with old moto pimps. Yeah. Um, down dude, that dude's like a urban legend. I don't even know who he is, what Ooh, he looks moto like. Pimps? Yeah. But from all the freestyle MTX stuff back in the day, isn't that the same dude? Yeah. No, he, he's got like, he helped with um, that Unchained movie. Because he oh, yeah. has footage from fucking, like, old Gravity Games and X Games and shit like that. Like, he went and filmed all that stuff. He was making videos, like, way back in the day. He made something delinquent. And uh, so, I mean, he, he was around making videos forever. <clears throat> I've obviously... Yeah, well, yeah, I just... I didn't want to... Um, actually, my knee has been hurting sometimes if I run a bunch or like actually if I run fucking 50 feet my knee fucking starts to hurt like it cramps in the front yeah. but uh well don't I know well that's so then I we hiked and then it locked up on me when we got back and then um I was I really wanted to ride the next day and I text him I was like let's he's asked what I wanted to do and I said let's just trail ride because I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to fucking walk the next day let alone ride anything so dude that's all i've been doing lately is trail riding that's i was gonna it. ask you that living with travis because dude we go out back in the power lines that's behind his just house say, yeah oh we just trail ride all day long it's so fun there's a gnarly river crossing he's so good dude he's such a good technical rider yeah and he'll be like yeah man just uh follow this line right here and there's like boulders in there that just send your wheel just flopping everywhere and it's it gets a little intense i don't i don't like to cross the river that much but he uh he makes it look so easy that you're just like well all right yeah just gotta do it he is a you know there's so many people like that that are just nobody yeah. knows for general purposes nobody knows who the fuck they are and are just Really good at he's riding. Still, still so good. We went to the track the other day, and he's still like his style's perfect. Yeah, and he's so he's fucking super smooth and fast. He can lay yeah, down some laps. Fast, real fast. I was riding with him, thinking like, 
Oh yeah, because me and him used to race growing uh, up. You know, are you on a freestyle class. bike or you got a moto bike? What's that? You want a freestyle bike or a moto bike? Um, it's my, it's a Yamaha YZ250, but it's the suspension's super soft right now. Oh yeah, okay. But it's it's so soft that it's terribly it's soft. Like soft. it's worse than stock. Why did you do it for the woods? What's going on here? I bought. A 17 YZ250 from this kid mm-hmm. who swore up and down and had a kit. It's all nitrated. Um, go to pick up the bike, and it's not a kit. I could directly tell. And from the pictures, I could tell. But What is a kit? Because apparently I don't even know. A kit suspension, uh, for everyone who doesn't know. Just like the works, uh, not works, but just, uh, you know, the good internals, the oversized. Uh, I think they do 49 mil uh, tubes. And it's supposed to just be like the best, you know, good suspension you can get. It's supposed to be amazing suspension. Right. So I got it. And the kid who told me, believe this or not, was Jack Sigismundi. Uh, John, yeah. your good buddy, John's son. We actually just brought him up because of the MXGP, which we'll get to. Yeah, he, apparently he got jacked up. Oh, yeah? I didn't know. Uh... He wrecked in the mud, crashed into some dude, broke his tip bib. Uh, and uh, yeah, that sucks. So that's I like why, Jack. Jack's, Jack's so, good dude. So that's why he was four laps down, Nick. Nick yeah, like, I was trying to figure it out. He goes, Sigismundi, is any relation? And I was like, is it Jack? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, that's probably, I said, that's right by them. He's about well, that age. I was like, that sounds about right. I don't understand how he got in, though. I don't I mean. Uh, I could take a guess, but I, mean, I would. There's a lot more people like eligible to do that race. Than, yeah, but what do you mean? Like, who? What do you? You don't have to do anything special to do it. Probably buy an FIM yep. license or some bullshit like that. You just sign up. Probably. If you have a license, buy a license and sign up. If you have enough points to have it, an A card. It was like, the thing that was weird to me was that there was a, a rider registration list, and it was 40 riders, I think. And he was one of the 40 out of all the people in the world and in America that would want to come and race that, don't you think? <laughs> don't you think that yeah, like yeah, you'd have know. to qualify to get that spot? I mean, I, think I feel like... You knew the right qualify. They'd accept now, many don't get me wrong, I, I don't know the the ins and outs of this, so maybe it's sign up and you're there and you qualify. Who knows? But it, I just saw the sign at the, the pre-event registration list, and I was like, hmm. I mean, I, it's cool that he was there. Good good for him, but I was just wondering, like, how did that, how did that play out? Well, when I was watching the qualifiers, I saw his name you know, Sigismund, you going through the, the thing, and then they kept showing, you know, behind the starting gate, they had that, like, uh, elevated hangout area? Yeah. They kept showing this, like, bald guy who was kind of jacked with this bald chick. They kept zooming in on his girlfriend or wife's tits the whole time. <laughs> she was no, kind of jacked, too, and I'm like, dude, I got to ask Clint, I bet that's a yeah, Sigismund. Yeah, he goes, Sigismund I think I too. just saw John and his wife, and I was like, maybe, and then... um <laughs> Uh, I watched the thing and I texted him. I was like, "Yup, dude, they just popped up on me." <laughs> dude, they, showed, they showed him like five times. Well, they showed her. He All was right, right next. 
after then. There's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. And there probably wasn't a bunch of chicks up in the paddock area at the time or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I saw plenty of decent-looking ladies there at the race. But were they in that paddock area? No, but I I never have seen an issue where good-looking chicks can't get into somewhere. I mean, that's true. They needed credentials. They didn't have them. Yeah. She was, like, good-looking for, like, 40-plus class. Like, every older guy was like, whoa, 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 what was that? What was that? And then it was like, she went bad. She's not a bad-looking lady. No. Ah, but older. Yeah. I like Kim. I always got along with Kim. So, anyways. So, how about the race itself? Um, I had my daughter there, so it was a nightmare. We got there, it was hot as shit, and she was just not having it, dude. She kept, I put, um, sunscreen on her, and it kept getting in her eyes, so she was trying to wipe her face on my shoulder, but I had a tank top on, and I had some sunscreen on too, and sweat, (laughs) so she would rub her face, like, just digging into my shoulder, trying to wipe her eyes off. But it was just like burying more shit into her fucking eyes. So she uh, she was struggling real hard for a while. And then we found the Italian ice stand, got her in some shade for a bit, and loaded her up with some sugary ice. And she was cool. <laughs> sugary. How old is she now? She's almost two and a half now. Oh, yeah. She's pretty good, though. She's just a little bit testy. If I tell her no to do anything, like don't do that, it's the first thing she does. She yeah. goes directly to do that. And she'll do it like 18 times. I'll be like, don't go touch those blinds because I know she's walking right towards me. And then she just looks at me and just turns back around and <laughs> starts clawing at them. <laughs> so, I'm in trouble. This can be a hellion, but she's a good girl, though. Do you feel like that that's how you were? Mm-hmm. My mom told me, she's like, Austin, she is a clone of you. You are the absolute mirror image savage that she was. I said, all right, well, I guess that's what, I, what goes around comes around. Congratulations. My turn. Take it for a while. So, yeah. It's been dad. Well, she's not a pushover. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, she's very stubborn, so get her into some mixed martial arts here soon and start jacking dudes up. First dude comes <laughs> talk to her. Shank. Shank. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pee. All right. You guys you talk, talk amongst yourselves. All right, we'll handle it. We'll get it done. So you took a two-and-a-half-year-old to the nations, or not yeah. the nations, MXDN in Florida. Yeah. Well, so this is the full rundown. We went down. I wanted to go watch the race. So I talked my roommate Travis into going down too. He has a seven-year-old daughter. So the deal was that we were going to go down there, go to the beach for a day, and then go watch the race Sunday. Somehow it gets finagled into us going to Orlando and going to Disney World. And then that was Saturday, and then the race was Sunday. So we got a bad boy hotel room in Orlando, go to Disney World, and the lines are obviously outrageous. So I didn't even make it in because 
we were in line to get tickets and it was taking like an hour outside in the pure Florida sun, no shade, a hundred degrees. It felt like it was just terrible. Yeah. She was scream crying in line. People were just looking at me and I was like, dude, I hate to leave you here, but I gotta go. I can't, I can't do this. This is insane. Huh. And he was yeah. like, he messaged me and said, it's a good thing you guys left because we were in line for another like two hours. No just way. Park, just to get in. And I was like, Fuck. yeah, I would have killed somebody. So we left, yeah. went to uh, get some food and then went swimming and just called it a day. Oh yeah. That's, that's way better. Yeah. I went, I went twice. And the, the first time my daughter was like two, but she slept the whole time. So it was cake. And was like, we, when you fly there, it's different because you've already bought your package and all that shit. So you get in. And the second time we went, my son was like two, two and a half. Dude, he was just, he was just bad. He did not like, he wouldn't every day. I'm like, you gonna be good. He's like, no. And then like, he wouldn't put his shirt on. And we're on the bus from the little resort to the place. Like, yeah. you gonna be good. He just looks at me like, no. And he would just be bad. And if I picked him up, he'd cry. If I picked him up, he figured out by the end, he could just, he could go, ow, ow, ow. And everybody's looking at me like I'm <laughs> wailing on him. All I'm doing trying to get him happy. Yeah. It's ruined it. And mine was the opposite. She was not, wouldn't sit in her stroller at all. So I was like, all right, then get out. She was screaming. So I was so irritated. I just picked her up and set her on the ground and said, stand here then. And so she'd stand there for five seconds, look up at me, hold me, hold me, hold me, and just sit there scream, crying. And I was like, oh, my God. It's 100 degrees, and you got to hold a 100-degree little baby. Oh, my God. Who's just rubbing her snot, crying <laughs> all over you, and you're just like, oh, my God. Where is my female counterpart at this point in time? It's, you can't do that. You can't do that as a single man. With a two-year-old girl there, it's impossible. Oh. No, there was two of us, and it was work, dude. Oh, yeah. I would need, like, a group of, like, six girls to go with me to be able to handle it. Yeah. It's, it's it's wild. Little kids don't want to wait in line to go wait in line. Yeah. We were waiting in multiple lines just to get in. I was like, fuck this. This is terrible. That's for sure. Disney dreams not <laughs> happening today. <laughs> <laughs> out of that one real quick <clears throat> um how what what was the temperature there for i don't i don't know number wise but it was it had to be 90 to 100 anywhere in there and you know it was just 90 to 100 percent humidity and pure sunlight just <laughs> blasting you no cloud cover it was terrible yeah because um after the first moto because Tomac got the whole shot and then just dropped the hammer, and you could tell he just wanted to prove a point and win it. And when he came, got interviewed, he had his jersey off, and he was all red, and he looked worked. And I'm like, I haven't said the best of him. Like, I'm like, he he doesn't normally do that. Like, he looks worked right now. I couldn't believe how fast they were going in that heat that long. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. Caroli is a bad dude. <laughs> well, Hurlings is pretty so, bad, too. Hurlings was badass, too, but Caroli looked impressive. Yeah. Just I'm, so good. I'm, I feel like 
he may retire after this, and I don't know anything, obviously. That tenth championship. Yeah, but I mean, Hurlings is is going to be a hard man to beat next year. He you better just, hope that Hurlings goes to America. He just didn't um, like the first part of the year. He he didn't win anything. He was getting like eighth, yeah. tenth, or something. That's the only reason that um, yeah, uh, Caroli has that big of a lead. And now that he's got it figured out, man, uh, the four fifty. I don't know. That sounds like a difficult task. To be honest, watching Hurling's ride live, he looks squirrely, dude. He looked a little goonish. He, he would come over like one of these jumps, and it would be like all like awkwardly, like not like a stylish like turn up or anything. It was just like the bike looked like it was just in a weird position. He had his leg hanging off. It just looked ugly. And I was like, well, maybe he got cross And then he did it like six more times, and I was like, okay, you just have shitty style. Yeah, you can't blame him. For Is that. he tall? He looked pretty tall. I don't I know. Figure that out. He looked pretty tall. I mean, the thing is, we can't all like, be like little style. Yeah, we can't all be Carolis, man. No, and I never really had followed Caroli that much or anything. But dude, there he looked good. Style was just clean and just hitting lines. Yeah, I've been rooting for him because he's a fellow Italian. Yeah, he's way more Italian than <laughs> I am. A, a new kid, Justin Cooper. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he looked good too. So here's His my style theory. Was sweet. I was at Unadilla, so I saw him get that second. Yeah. So I kept. I was like, "This has got to be some new kid," because it was right out. It was a week after um, Loretta's. Yeah. So I'm like. This is obviously one of the kids that just moved up. And then after listening to, I've been listening to the Pulp show now that, um, yeah. uh, yep. that Steve brought it up. Um, huh. And they were talking about uh, the fact that they concentrate more on motocross over there. And we do a lot of supercross because I'm yep. sure that all the money is made in supercross here. You know, you're probably not making shit for Moto and nobody really cares. So that made me think, like, Justin Cooper's doing really good, probably because his amount of time spent on Supercross is super limited yet. Because yeah. he's been riding amateur stuff, which is all outdoors. You know, so he's probably still just been riding outdoors all the time. Yeah. He looked really good, though. Style looked good. Yeah. Just looks like a good rider. It's funny, like, how many of those kids came, which I didn't even hear about him before. Like, I heard about Forkner and Cianciarulo yeah. before they turned pro. But I never even really heard of, I guess I heard of him a couple times, but it didn't register. They didn't talk about him as much as they talked about, like, those other guys. Like, he was pretty, pretty low-key, that kid. Yeah. Like, all the, it's weird, like, Obviously, when I was still racing, I knew like all the amateurs when they were coming up. <clears throat> but now that I'm not racing anymore, I, I don't know anybody yeah. except for like the super mini badass riders that come up on Team Green that everybody hears about. Right, Jeff Reynolds and exactly. Styles Rockers, and so it was cool to see him ride that good. Though it was impressive for sure. Where is he from? I don't know. I have no idea. I was thinking maybe it was a Florida kid. 
No, uh, Hampshire's from Florida, though, and he was burning the dirt, boy. Yeah. I wonder what his lap times were. I don't know. He was hauling. The jumps there, they had this one double that when we were standing on the infield, it was, they put like an extra lip on it, uh-huh. and it was booting these dudes on their, uh, the start, the, you know, the warm-up lap that uh-huh. they do, the hot lap. Yeah. They were going so high. It was insane. And you can just tell that they weren't, like, scrubbing through it to, like, push distance. Uh, They were just coming out of the corner and just... But it was just like that dirt jump that you had at your house. (laughs) Just straight up, dude. It was... They were going so high. They weren't scrubbing much on that track. No. It's hard because they built the lips steep on that track so and you've got so much speed coming into it and it's such a steep lift that you can't like lay down a scrub unless you're hitting the brakes too because you're gonna and all the ruts too unless um i saw some of the places had some curved ruts on it that everybody was um scrubbing but if not everybody's scrubbing if you hit that thing straight a couple times that's it it's got a straight rut in it and it's really hard to scrub at them yeah, just on the outsides, there was a little bit of a curved line, but, you know, still, you're in a rut trying yeah. to lay her down. It's not the safest maneuver. Right. Catch your feet. Hampshire's <clears throat> uh, fastest lap was only, like, three and a half seconds off of uh, Hurlings. Three and a half That's seconds a off? Oh. Yeah, and Hurlings had the fastest 450. Wait, yeah. Yeah, what, 203-something? Yeah, 203, and then Hampshire was 207. Hurlings was almost 204. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know where he picks that time up on him. Just pulling out of the sandy corners, maybe on 450. Yeah, I mean, think about in a... I wonder what the track, what the lap times differ at, like, a Southwest. Because you'd have to figure that'd be the same thing. Because yeah. um, you're definitely getting sucked into the corners. Yeah, a 250F's not pulling out of that sand like a 450 does, right. that's for sure. And nobody, none of those guys were doing that quad. Um, yeah, that's a big change too. And um, also that um, step on, step off thing, the dragon back. Mm-hmm. Where um, Hurlings was and uh, Caroli was doing a two hopping up and then quadding off of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. So that's what I was like. That was gnarly section. That was really gnarly section. I was just thinking, like, this place is sandy. It's kind of ruddy. These dudes are hauling balls trying to hit just trying to hit this one face up onto this, like. 30 foot fucking little thing hit it wide open and then jump another 80 feet off of that launch as far as you can <laughs> it was crazy because i've ridden that track before and it didn't seem that sandy to me when, when i was riding it but i think they hauled in a lot of stuff to get the track built differently yeah. but the big tabletop there um i was doing tricks on it yeah so it's definitely like they got some airtime on those jumps. Yeah, they look like it was sending them. Like they rubbed yeah. it for a while. Yeah, there was dudes who weren't scrubbing at all on this one jump. They were going every bit as high as a freestyle ramp. It looked like a freestyle ramp. It was sweet. 
It looked like a fun track. Yeah, it's super fun track. And it dried out really good, too. It was like, they got a lot of rain, right? Yeah, Tom. I mean, as long as you don't get floods down there. You're yeah, and it's worried. a really flat piece of property, too, so I bet they were pretty worried about that. Well, you said that um, it wasn't that sandy when you were there, and that's probably why, because it wasn't that wet. Yeah. <clears throat> At that point, too, if, especially if you're like a low-lying area in Florida and you get mm -hmm. a lot of water, like probably a couple feet down, it was still wet. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So... <clears throat> um, Austin was talking about this that dirt hit I had at my riding spot I built like this 75 I went through a period of time where I built my dirt jumps like super fucking steep because my theory still is if it's not scary to hit the very first time it's not going to be fun <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> it at least needs to be scary the first time you go and hit it you need to be like <laughs> yeah, so I put this face on this on this jump. It was 76 feet. It was kind of like a little bit of a step up. And the downside of the ramp, the landing, wasn't that big because it was like up so much higher. And you couldn't dig down any further. It was all like uh, sandstone on the other side. of the, I basically dug the whole course into the side of a hill. I just yeah. dug into it and then put jumps going along the side of the hill. So as you went up that section, the like the landings got higher because you were going up the bank there. And uh, so the downside was only probably 10 feet tall, maybe if that. And it's like 76 feet. And the takeoff to it was probably, I don't know, 11 feet tall and steep as fuck. <laughs> and the landing's probably like five, six feet taller than it. And uh, I weren't you the first person to hit it? Yo, I don't think I hit that thing anymore. As soon as he hit that, I was like, I'm not jumping there. <laughs> it was insane. It took us to jump too. Me and Ray were making runs at it, and I was like, well, I'm going to jump Wasn't for Ray. Wasn't Brody there as well? Brody was? Yeah, he definitely jumped that and was doing like, I don't know. Yeah. It was solid, that solid. day. Yeah, and he's doing like fucking rocks, one hand indie to rock solids and shit like that off it, and everybody else was terrified. Austin was the only one jumping it, other than Brody, and he's doing like fucking big double grabs and shit off of it. It was, dude, that was the steepest, biggest jump I've ever jumped. <laughs> like, the. How fast was it? What'd you hit it in? Wide, wide open second gear, especially by the <laughs> Wide. off of another jump yeah yeah that was it was in a rhythm so you had to land off this first jump and it wasn't the easiest to judge either but you had to the first time i did it i remember i kept jumping the first jump and then uh oh, it was dirt to dirt at the time huh by the time that yeah. that second face was dirt i had already had a big dirt jump going into it was, yeah, there, so, was there a jump after it? So the yeah, so there's like a 72, 70, it was like seventy-two feet dirt to dirt. The takeoff of that one was just like our takeoff ramp, um, and then it when it landed and it went right into a seventy-six foot, but that one but was twelve feet tall. Yeah, land it was like a half pipe, mm -hmm. like yeah, there was almost no flat on it. And then um, the takeoff to that one was like 12 feet, and the landing was like 18 or something like that. 
Did you watch the Real Moto stuff? I did. Did you see yeah. Jacko's part where that he hit that one that super steep double? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Reminded me just of that double that you had. I bet he it's said that was the hardest your image of that. <laughs> he said that was the hardest jump to time when they were talking about it. He said I it did was super hard, it, but it looked like the exact same jump that I hit. I feel like that one's maybe more of a step up, like it's. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing, actually, now that I think about it. I didn't see, like, like the running. Sounds like a mountain bike jump. It was intense. I just remember looking up over the first jump at the face and just being like, all right, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah, he was just tapped off it. And then went, and I'm just sitting there going, holy fuck. Yeah, that was a gnarly jump. I was like, that was really Fun, high. <laughs> And then Brody comes behind him, and he's just all, and I'm like, fuck, dude, fuck that. I'm going to have to fix that. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. I crashed on it eventually. I don't know if it was that same day or a couple days later or something, but you remember that? Um, Vaguely. I did something, and it sent me, like, cross-rutted oh, me over to the wall, Yep. and I did, like, halfway on the wall, and it just, yeah, like it was literally dug out of the hill. And on that one, the landing was like, here's the landing, but then the wall is literally like that. Like they're the same height. I think the landing was like two feet taller. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. There was a wall the whole side. So at one point, I had a ramp, a, a six-foot ramp into a landing, full-size, you know, normal ramp, then land. Then I had a little dirt face after that wall into a 360 berm that you would that sit down and fun. go around and then jump out of the 360 berm down this little jump and then I had another double into a dirt double coming back. That that last time period was pretty fun. We had all that new stuff built, the step-on, step-off thing. Yeah. I think that was the uh, secret stash. Is that where that was? Yeah, that yep. was secret stash. Uh, I need a new secret stash. It doesn't look Dude, we should have made some awesome trails through the the lower fields, through those <laughs> woods there. It was so cool. Eventually, before I moved, when that house got sold and I wasn't riding back there, I had a moto track down there in the bottom fields. Ooh, I bet that was so fun. Well, it was it was um, just kind of flat. It was still cutting in. It went all the way yeah. where Rocky had his, and then I went yeah. down across the, um, like, no, I went into the back. I cut it all back, and there was a place where the uh, the uh, stream got really short. So I had to jump over, and then I went around the other part of the field, um, the lower like fields where the horses were. Yep. I came back and it zigzagged through there, and then it went back across where the main cross over the river was. You'd have to wheelie through that and then go back into where Rocky had the track. That was such a fun time, dude. Yeah, I think about that. That was a fucking living there and everybody riding and shit. And then all winter, everybody would come down and jam. Um, here's one of Paul. Yeah. Yep, Paul was there. Oh, Paul Smith. I found a, a part in my van just yesterday. It still had like the ordering information on it. He must yeah. have ordered. It was like some screws for the uh, brake reservoir. Yeah. And uh, 
he uh, he had ordered some extra ones, and it said like on the on the bag of parts, it was like Paul Smith, blah blah. blah. And I just found it yesterday. I got. Um, do you remember when he was trying to make that aluminum bar to do um, like kissing heads off of? I have one of those. You do? Yeah. <laughs> we should do that trick for him. Just get. You're gonna have to do it. I'm done, son. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Yeah. So he he made this aluminum bar thing that was supposed to get. Um, hose clamp to the front of your forks so it was like a little horseshoe that went up and connected to each fork yeah and you could like grab onto it and do rodeos and shit like that (laughs) and he was like i don't do bar hops Uh, i think he wanted to do like kiss of deaths off it too yeah he wanted to was that the – oh, yeah, it had handles on the, the forks, too. Yeah. So he wanted to do – what was it called? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember what he called it. <laughs> but you, like, grabbed the front and, like – it was so funny. I love listening to that dude just tell me the craziest ideas that he had. He said that, that the future of the sport was seat bouncing into tricks. He said that was it. That was the next progression. Yep, that hit for a while, and then – then they started surfer seat standing tricks. I lost respect on that, and then if I talk us some shit on that on Instagram, you don't one like day. surfer takeoffs. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do any, but that's gnarly. It's gnarly, but it's not cool. <laughs> I think I saw like you talking shit on it, and then Javier saying something. Yeah, me and Javier, which I like Javier, we get along fine, but. Oh. I definitely was a little bit of a dickhead in that, for sure. Apologies, Javier, for that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was in the point of my career where I was still thinking, like, yeah, I can still flip and I can still make it up there and be a top dude. And... I think here's my theory on that. You guys watched me and Paul be head cases about flipping, and that put that into your guys' heads. Because... <laughs> If we would have been around like there's Brody no and Jack reason, every exactly. day. There's no reason that you guys you guys are much more talented riders than fuck either one of us. You and Ray are way more talented than either one of us fucking ever. And you guys are having mental blocks with the shit. I mean, I have no excuse. I haven't fucked you one don't. clip up that I've done in the pit. And you I've don't done have any excuse. You just didn't pull problems. the fucking trigger. And I have even been told by several people... That you can just show up one day and rip your first one right to the wheels in the pit. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck is your deal? Do it. You got to do it. Yeah. I circle around to the dirt, dude. I circle around to the, so the ramp you need to the to dirt, do... and I look, and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. So here's the issue. <laughs> Delph, man. Yeah. <laughs> dude, what's up? What do you got there? Your Delta fucking pass? Look at you. You look official. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yo, if you guys fly in or out of Atlanta and ride flying a Delta, this guy's in charge. He's if if your plane doesn't leave because something's fucked up, he did it. His fault. I don't have anything to do with nothing. Next time you're on the runway and it starts beefing and they're like, we're gonna have to go back and unload everybody. Travis Layard did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I ruined it. 
he got ripped the other day. Some dude was like, they lost a part. Travis delivered it to the right place and all this shit. And <clears throat> the email chain that like got started because of it, it was insane, dude. You wouldn't believe it. They were like, we're all going to, as soon as he gets here, we're going to rip it. We're going to, what did he say? We're going to jump his ass. We're all going to jump his ass. <laughs> And then Travis is like, dude, I delivered the part. It's right Were here. And the guy was like, we went to the shop. It's not there. And then Travis was like, I'll show you. And he went there and showed him the part and was like, oh, Travis is the best employee from Delta. He does so good. And I was just like, wait a second. Your last email was you were all going to jump him. And now he's the best employee ever. Saves the day. So if you know any uh, high-end uh, corporate lawyer suits, suit people, <laughs> He's got a suit on That's his That's right. He felt threatened and unsafe at work. Yeah, absolutely. He's about <laughs> to get jumped by a whole room of dudes. Just for delivering the part to the right place. Man, that's something else. Yeah, America. America. <laughs> we were talking about it. We thought that... um. You know how in Europe they have chainsaws and stuff and they rev them at the Nationals? We thought that since it was America, people should have had shotguns and they should have been shooting them when Eli <laughs> Tomer came around. Yo, you know what we need to plan? A big trip. To a European MXGP. I'm into that for sure. You let me know if you ever want to do that. But we also need to not back out on the whole agreement that every freestyle motocrosser made that I know that we're all going to have a bro, Bromageddon and get down to uh, any location. I don't care. Yeah. For uh, Paul's uh, memoir. I agree. Uh, Right now, I'm broke as a joke, so it's a good thing it didn't happen now. What is this? Whenever you guys want to, we need to get it together. All we got to do is lock in a couple key names, and I think we'll help pull everybody else there. I mean, I think... Okay. We're just going to have to go old-school amateur contest style. And just plan it for like November, December, when nobody has shit going on, and like yeah. the original out of get out of the cold jam. That was dude. How cool was that contest at Durham Town too? No. You were really pushing the forefront of awesome <laughs> freestyle motocross. What the one? The, but because we were East Coast, we just got no love. The we first like, one oh, that we did. At um, Durham Town, where we had the uh, freestyle park, and then we had the dirt, where we made the, the Supercross track into a freestyle course. Yeah, that was rad. Dude, well, well, let's take it a step back. How about the initial I know, that's what one. I was originally talking about, yeah. Dude, Dude, that one was so sick. Nick, we went to Bremen and turned half of the track into a freestyle course. Like, they had, like, an 80-foot tabletop. No, 90. That's the 90. Okay. I think everybody everybody in Georgia goes, hey, you jump the 90? You jump in the 90? <laughs> <laughs> so they had a big tabletop on the track. So we went there and actually it was Paul and I went there, hopped in machines and just started peaking everything up. 
So we added like three, four feet on the face of that fucking uh, on the and ninety. Not, not yet, three or four feet on the landing too. So it made it, made it like a you yeah. know a little shelf. You had to kind clear of that a little part double, of yeah. And I had jumps into it, so it was like you. There was a berm that was on the track, and we turned that berm into a face, and we had like two jumps going into that um, jump, and then you turned around, you had a ramp coming back. And then you went back up, like jumped a little jump turn, jumped something, like two setups and hit the big one. Fun contest. Yeah. That was my first like entry into freestyle. I saw racing numbers on. That was that's that's how I met that's how I met Clint, how I got into anything. Same thing. I had racing numbers. I went to Durhamtown. I don't know what year it was. It got rained out. Well, I thought it was gonna be rained out, so we we practiced, then it poured all night, so we drank all night. And we're like, we're not doing that contest tomorrow. And then we never made it back to Durham down. And then we went to uh, Dan's in Texas. Um, who? Oh, you know who showed up to the one at Bremen? Do you remember? Who showed up uh, in a minivan? In a minivan with his McGrath jersey on? Oh, Paris Rosen. That I later went that. on to do the front flip. He shows up, <clears throat> me and, uh, I want to say, Paul, it was Paul or Travis, somebody and I were in the, all the way in the back of the fucking property on the track, smoking in his truck, and this little minivan, a red minivan, just comes bebopping across the field, right, and then they're like <laughs> in this, on the road, and then all of a sudden they just, we're like, ah, oh, we're good, next thing you know, they just huck a left off of the road and come directly at us. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I pop out of the truck <clears throat> and it's, I don't even think actually we got out of the truck. I think he just walked up to us so fast. He was like, Hey, and we're like, what's up? And he's like, I'm here for the contest. And we're like, Oh sweet. Where's your bike at? And he goes, it's in there. And he's got like a old Honda 250. And we look <laughs> and it's just laid down in the back of the minivan. He just put it in the minivan, has it laid down on the floor, <clears throat> has no visor on his helmet, has like an old ass McGrath, no fear McGrath jersey on with some pants that didn't match him or whatever, and was fucking <laughs> loving I, life. This is a little trivia. Who else was there that was a style king? Uh, Austin Drummond? No, dude, I'm talking about <laughs> Paris Rosen style king. Oh, uh, I don't know. Wasn't his name Jake? Who? The dude, uh, John Deere, rode in a John Deere sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> he, bought one of the, he bought one of the Durhamtown ramps, you remember? Uh, you know, Styles. 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 Oh. Uh, is that his first name, Jake? No, it's the last name. Yeah, Jake Styles, I think, is his name. Yeah, he was like a <laughs> army dude or something, wasn't he? Yeah, dude, he would tell me at Durham time. He goes, "Man, I made a new trick," and I was like, "What is it, dude?" And granted, this dude's a just beginner, so you know, I'm thinking like, "Okay, cool, you did a something heel click or something or something." So he dips religiously. So he said. I jump in the air and I spit and don't get it on my helmet or my bike. <laughs> That's my trick. And I was like, 
two. You should take that to X Games. That is sick. Take that to Skull. Get a commercial. I, I think I, I think he was talking about that. Like I should uh, I should message one of these uh, uh, tobacco companies. I was like, do it, dude. You got it. Stand up on space. <clears throat> Wait. So is this for real? Like he really did that? I swear to God, I'm not bullshitting. This is he not really a made-up story. That. But I mean, could he could he really spit and not get it on? Clint's worried about facts here. Like, is that real? I mean, what are the logistics of this? I mean, I'm thinking the logistics, you know, because yeah, wind's blowing. Wind's blowing. Very, very slim of you getting out of your helmet. Exactly, and not, <laughs> and not get yourself at the same time. I don't know. Who's got the back dog? Alright, I gotta pee and I think someone's here. I'll be right back. Is that Randy? Watch Christy Grade Papers. It's a teacher's grade papers. Oh, oh. I don't see anybody there. It's just her beer, apparently. It's just a beer. A beer grade papers. Cool. Um, what did you ride in, uh, in China? Honda? There's, I can't even hear hardly now. It was mayhem for a second. What was it? Mayhem. Uh, <clears throat> what did you ride in China? Uh, YZ250. You went back? Yeah, I'm a 252 stroke man now. Yeah. What do you think about you wouldn't rather ride a four stroke or what? I think I would definitely like to. I uh the two stroke for freestyle is just so easy. You, you know, say that, but I mean you wrote, up. you wrote a four stroke. I only wrote a four stroke for the very end of my career and I was like, why didn't I do this way before? Yeah, for you you needed a four fifty. My style, and to be honest, like everything about a 450 is better than a 252 show. The traction you get, the yeah. power you have, yeah, everything. The it's first show I rode, yes. The first show, yeah, exactly. The first show I rode a four. The only drawback is when they blow up. It's like fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> but uh, the first show I rode was in an arena, dirt on a pol on polished concrete. The dirt kept breaking off on the edge, and now it's becoming like dust on the polished concrete. So they don't want dust, so you know what they do? They take the fucking hose and spray it. So, <laughs> so now there's, there's uh, you know, muddy, just, a, just, just a very fine layer of mud on top of polished concrete where we're turning, and then we're getting onto the dirt, which is like Play-Doh. And I'm yep. on the 450, and I just went... Yeah, and I'm like, if I was on a 252 stroke, I would have been clutching not to spin. Then when I got into the dirt, I would have been clutching to get the thing to wind up. And all I did was roll the throttle on. What's up? We can't see who we got there. He uh, escaped the Air Force for like uh, a week. I mean, he was at Casey when you had that Casey contest. I can't see. Put your face up what against the camera. Yeah, bro. Scoot it in. Get in What's on up? It. Hey, guys. You guys twins? 
<laughs> He's like two feet taller than me. Well, we can't tell. He didn't, no, he didn't, he didn't ride, but he was there. Well, shit, yeah. Part of my posse. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I like the 450s a lot, dude, to be honest. It's a better machine for sure. But, I don't know. I was, when I got back from China the last time, I went to go do some shows with J-Ro, and uh, I had just gotten back, so I didn't have a bike yet, and so I rode one of his buddies' KTMs, and I loved it. It was amazing, but last jump of the show, I went to KOD and just got that, didn't get the pop, and just nosedive, but I had already committed to like fully jumping forward, you know, Mm -hmm. so it just made me nosedive so hard, so I had to jump off. And landed and tore my ACL and jacked my knee up and broke my foot pretty bad. And since then, I was like, man, you know, is it the four-stroke that made that happen? Or just, you know, shitty timing on a super steep ramp? It was off his super kicker ramp he had. I didn't ever ride that one, I don't think. You never rode that ramp? I don't think so. I never, after the IFM. Yes, you did. You had to have rode that ramp. Jason Rose, original ring. I didn't ride a bunch of... Maybe. Oh, I rode it because he told me about how poppy it was. That son of a bitch is poppy. I yeah. told you? Do what? I told you how poppy it was, Nick? Oh, Jason was telling me. We did yeah. a show where you go down to like this... Uh, it was a football field. And you rode on the AstroTurf or whatever. And he's like, this thing's poppy. And he's telling me how the, the militia dudes rented it. And they're like, no, nah, we just do 75 feet. And Jason's like, don't do it. And so they clipped it because then I, I got up into like third gear of my 250F and then I switched down like halfway through. But yeah, it was like, that's kind of how my ramp is though. Not as bad as Jason's though. It's, you know what's crazy? And it's really weird that it's like this in America. In America, every dude has their own ramp. It's their own bend. Their landings are completely different. So weird. Like None of them are built really super safe. And then you go to like Europe and Australia and everything, like all the takeoff ramps are the same. Eight meter or Aussie comp ramp. And you're like, a bunch oh, of that makes so much sense. Weird. They want to be told what to do in jumping meters. We won't have it. We want shotguns for our, our sideline noisemakers and let's make our own ramps. It's called freedom. Austin. Yeah, freedom. Yeah, I'm gonna make my own goddamn ramp. Well, that's what Kenny Bell asked me. Everything. He says about us bumping ramps, and I'm like, yeah, because I've ridden 10 ramps that are nothing alike, that are a Rev 3. Now, I'll probably admit that California probably has a little bit more... Standardized ramps. Standardized. But East Coast, dude, every show that we used to go do was a different takeoff to a different landing. Every single one of them. Yeah, sometimes it would change from night to night. With Paul Smith, like... All the time, and we were riding obviously his exact setup <laughs> because it has to be his he perfect way. He would take his takeoff ramp just for free so that he didn't have to ride yours. Mm-hmm. And dude, if you didn't fold <laughs> it out the right way, if you folded the bottom panel before the top one, <laughs> oh, you're, just, you're fucked. Yeah, that's right. That's not how you do it. Yeah, it's all about how you set it up, too. You got to get the phone out to get the proper angle. It was serious. 
but it made me feel comfortable because I was like, well, I know exactly what I'm jumping, so. Yo, one time we were at an IFMA, or ramp to ramp IFMA, and the front of the ramp broke on one of them. So, like, the little um, front pieces fucking flopping around. And this is during intros, I see it, as I'm like, there's a bunch of us hitting it. Yeah. And I look, and I'm like, that thing's broken. Somebody hits it in front of me, and I, like, see it flopping around. So, I'm like, that thing's broken. So, I run out there with, with tie downs. Like tie straps that fucking and like maybe some zip ties or something to like fix it. Yeah. And I I'm the only one out there like laying down strapping it together. And I look back at the tunnel and Hartman and everybody's just staring at me. And I run over and I was like, doesn't anybody want to fucking make sure that I fucking put it on there right or whatever? And, <laughs> and Greg's like, well. You're way more cautious than I am. I figured if you were good with it, I was good with it. <laughs> That's how it was with Paul. If, if Paul was good to jump it, I knew that it was somewhat safe. It was pretty straight. Yeah, okay. oh, it's dead on straight with Paul. <laughs> Somebody was just locked in. Laser I met back. Paul one, I met him one time, and I, I'd like talk to him online and stuff, but I met him one time, so I knew how it was about stuff. And he was at like our local track. And, of course, he had his takeoff and all that, everything laid out. So I, when I got there, I just asked him, I'm like, what are you hitting it? Like, what is it? He's like, oh, just follow me. And then it just, it, I, I, I didn't even know him, but I knew him enough that, like, I was confident because I had heard enough about him. Yeah. Dude, it's so crazy. I just have so many funny memories of Paul and all the shows we did with you and Sturgis. There you we go. can dive into Sturgis now. That's this seems yeah. like a good time to hop into Sturgis. Yeah, relive that moment. Do you remember who went in the box band the hook up with a chick, Kyle, and then Paul in my box band, and then Paul flipped out because he was sleeping in there. Hold on. Here we go. I'm back. Oh no, I'm not back. Yeah, What's you are. Going on? We can hear you. Hold on. Can you see me? Yeah. Here we go. There we go. See you. Sorry, my ex-girlfriend who I'm um, kind of on rocky terms just tried to face him. Dump her. Twice. All right, I'll do it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul flipped out, right? We were staying in my RV trailer, and um, everybody was wasted all week slamming the door, and he finally freaked out and fucking... <laughs> Stormed out of there and went and started staying, sleeping in the box van uh, up in the top of it. And then finally somebody needed a place to go hook up with a chick and they ended up going out there to the box van. And then they walked back over and Paul's like, they said they went to the box van or something. And then Paul started flipping out because that was his place and all this yeah. shit. All that they went to bang in there. <laughs> All of his bar <laughs> He was mad for seriously like a day about that shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny. Like, I remember the one night we just were like, I think you were like, oh, let's do a shot. And you, of course, you had Jim Beam. So, are you talking about before like, the show? Yeah. So okay, then, go ahead. Let's get oh, your yeah, take on this. Let's get your take so on this. Do a shot. Clint's like, okay, I'll do another one. No, no, no. 
I forget how it went, to, to be honest. No, I'm like, went, I'm like, it's Sturgis. It's the last show of the day. I said, we're going to take a shot. So we passed the Jim Beam ball around everybody swigging. Then Austin grabs it back out of my hand and starts slugging some more. And I was like, hey, you better settle down. And you're like, fuck that shit. <laughs> so we ride the whole show. And we get done with the show. And next, and I just see Austin go across the field, like at the landing. And he's ripping his, like, as he's across the field wide open, he's trying to undo his helmet. And I'm like, well, that's, unu <laughs> that's unusual. I don't wonder what's going on there. So I get over, and he's just, <sighs> by the time I get over to the truck, and I'm like, did you just fucking throw up? Yeah. I go, were you that drunk while we were riding? And he was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And then we were so drunk continuously for the rest of the week that we did one show, and I decided to ride with no shirt that show for some reason. Ate shit. I went to do a, a seat grab Cordova and my feet came unhooked. And I just was flailing in there. Had no idea where I was. <laughs> Landed halfway on the bike and just ragged all the skin, the whole underside of my armpit. And I then I, I finished the show. And, uh, <laughs> or I didn't finish the show. I, I ate shit. I did not finish the show. I pulled over to the side, started taking my helmet off. Biker dude walks up to me. Looks like you could use a joint, man. Me. I was like, thanks, dude. Dude, uh, dude I was... Diana, when I missed that landing, that Jamaican guy's like, hey, you want to whip for the reefer, man? And I fucked my back up so bad. I was like, no, because if I cough, I think I'm going to be paralyzed. I was so scared. I broke my back. I was terrified. Yeah. We were, um, I was driving down into town. In like the Sturgis, like little or the Buffalo Chip Town area, and I see these dudes on on a bike, and he starts coming around the corner. I'm like, oh fuck, that's Austin, and he's got a pizza in his lap, and, <laughs> and, like, and he clips something, or like goes to turn, and he just loses the front end, and just. <laughs> As I'm riding by him, I'm literally almost right next to him, and he just slides out pizza, fucking box flips open, the whole pizza comes out. Dump a whole pizza out in the dirt. It was the saddest people ever watching that pizza go down. I don't know. I realized that was our pizza, but I was still extremely entertained by catching that. Do you it remember when so I tried to do that burnout and then fucking yeah, end up? Smash right into that car. Hooked up. <laughs> I'm outside. We just got done riding. We're drinking whiskey and shit. And everybody's in front of the RV. And I hop out and I hop on my bike and I just start it and I just go to do a burnout. And I'm roasting the back tire and all of a sudden it hooks up. <laughs> and it just loops out on me and there's like a jeep like right next to us and i'm like stay off the jeep stay off the jeep and, <laughs> and i like as i set my front wheel down i caught my handlebar on the that little tire mounted on the back of it and like i yeah. to the ground and shit <laughs> it was such a good time dude it's so fun the hill climb shit 
then uh, your boy Jimmy Blaze. You remember that when he tried flipping the he like they were getting ready for some show over there. I don't know if we wrote it too. I don't remember. No, that nitro at the nitro hill climb thing. Yeah, and so he was flipping his sled. So they were setting the ramp up or doing something with the landing, and I think we were helping for some reason. And I just remember looking at him and like this asshole standing on the side, like in a pair of jeans. I don't think he had a shirt on either. We were just standing there watching us, and I was like. Are you going to come in and help or something? He goes, bro, these are $300 pair of jeans. I'm not getting them dirty. That was Jimmy was Blaze? Oh, what's up, Blaze? Yo, so I didn't even know that that happened. But later, um, we're after our show, Regan Sieg comes up to me, and I'm like, oh, sick. And he goes, yeah, hey, I – I said something like to introduce myself, and he goes, oh, yeah, we're doing the real freestyle show across the street. And I go, what? <laughs> and he's like, we're doing the real freestyle show across the street. And I was like, uh, I was like, what's the difference? Like, you guys do backflips? <laughs> I'm like, that's about the only difference here. This fight right there. Yeah. Yeah. I should have just fucking had, they had a huge mulch landing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Flips? I said, that's about that. That was before I was flipping. And I was like, that's about it. And he said something about manual to nose wheelie in the landing or some shit like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I just walked away. <laughs> yeah. And so then Jimmy goes to do his fucking one jump of the show, his flip, and just under rotates and stacks it. <laughs> And I was just like, how's those three hundred dollar pants treating you, douche? <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> then Evil comes out to do his show. Yeah, they make us move our breakdown, our whole setup, and move it out of the way. And then they put Robbie Knievel's ramps like in the road, and they're only like. <clears throat> 40 feet longer than Not ours. even. Dude, I, I paced it <laughs> off. He was jumping like 90. So he's like, but to be he's fair, like he, was probably, he was twice as drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but he, and he came from 17 times as far. He, oh, yeah. From he the literally Woodward. downhill to <laughs> on a 500. He, he, he came from outside of the little western town and come all the way. <laughs> Into the town, down the hill on a 500, and his <laughs> his landing was literally eight feet tall. I rode up in my sneakers and acid dropped off of the top of the landing on my bike. <laughs> you yeah, should have just poached it, just gone and gone long. You were making runs at it and they rough. shut us down real quick. Yeah. They, they put uh, cones in front of everything. Just put on a shitty, like, red, white, and blue leather suit and then just poach it. <laughs> that would have literally been the most epic thing ever. Like, wrap you up in paper and then just color it red, white, and blue. And Dude, then just... that night later, it was so funny this happened that night, too. But um, after he jumped, I don't know what was going on, but there was a big crowd down by the landing. And I don't know who was with me. I was hammered, for sure. And went up behind, like, this group of people. And this lady showing everybody your tits so she kept fucking tits out for the boys and i was like standing behind her so she did it and everybody was taking pictures and yelling and i reached up behind her and grabbed her tits she turned around dude and clubbed me with her arm i just saw a star 
arms instantly. I was like, whoa. I literally was close to getting knocked out by this lady. Just a big ass biker chick with huge fake teeth. So close to getting knocked out. Then me for a drag race down some backfield, and neither one of us would shut off. And I left it on just too long, couldn't get stopped, and had to slide her into a steel uh, a fence, a chain link fence. You remember that? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I do. I remember that. Through a big yeah. ass field. And I was like, I'm not letting Clint beat me. I'm not letting Clint yeah. beat me. Yeah, oh, I remember being like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit that fence right now, and he's still <laughs> on it. <laughs> I looked up and I was like, yeah. And then to looked up and the fence is right there. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm already on the brakes. He's still wide open. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm hitting the fence, and he's still full oh, speed. I nailed it. I nailed it. I had to let her down. <laughs> yeah, those were good times. Good times. Um, were you in Puerto Rico? Was it Puerto Rico? No. With Sean Connors? I think you were. No. You were not? No, I was in Oman with Sean Connors and Doug Cossey. I that, went to, that show had to have been for you, though. I went to Puerto Rico. No. No, it wasn't. I went to Puerto Rico a long time ago with uh, Jeff Banks. No, Banks wasn't there. I hadn't rode with Banks. No. Man, I thought that was you there. I got some funny Sean Connor story, but <laughs> that's fine. We had him on, and we were telling. Yeah. Did he tell this Canadian transplant or the guy that's going to Canada? Yeah, he's in Canada now. Yeah. The first I don't know time... if these stories are legally allowed to be told now. Now that he's married, man. Yeah, I mean it's true. It does change stuff. I mean, Marisol is actually. But it's probably legitimate, but I would just go ahead and tell them, and then we'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to ask for forgiveness than uh, whatever. Uh, permission. Permission. That's the word. Yeah, just uh, I used to call them, let's just we'll cut the short uh, story. I used to call them monthly and tell them, uh, just wanted to let you know that you did bang the fattest girl in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I used to give him monthly reminders. <laughs> Dude, Marisol, first... you ever see this? I'm very sorry. <laughs> the... I think I think that halfway came up when he was on that. No, uh, on that's the show not even. A, like... That's a different story. That was his mo for the first like couple of years of freestyle. Well, it somehow came up, but he kind of cut it short, I think. And then his Canadian internet shut down. Somehow. Yeah, because his wife was trying to watch it in the other room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like that's it. Shut it down. Yeah, she's really cool. Though. She probably would laugh. At that she story. started. She, she started uh, playing on the internet on her phone, on the iPad, on the laptop. She was just yep. like, and Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> she's like I gotta shut this off. This can't yeah. go. On. <laughs> yeah, I oh. could see that he was playing it easy on his his version of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh. It's been amazing, amazing run for sure. Yeah, I seems like it went by so fast though. Seems yeah. like it was just the other day. I was just a young kid in that little travel trailer you got from. Uh, Mid day, day of 
Mid-state RV. Mid-state RVs. Yeah, they gave me a um, 43-foot travel trailer for a year. It was so cool. That was the sickest. That's when Jives jived me and made me bring my ramp and my uh, travel trailer all the way to Sturgis. And then he would, because I was going to hire Logan to bring his ramp. And we were just going to bring travel trailer. And he's like, no. Nope, we're going to go in Logan's backyard and we're going to do this because they were having some kind of feud or something. And when I show up, Logan's riding his damn ramp over at the other fucking place. Yeah, and, it's a buffalo. And then I got shorted on money, so I fucking had to spend money just to make it back home because we didn't make shit on the show. It was all about tips. And I made $600 myself. Fuck, we drank more than 600 bucks each. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to Sturgis. Yeah, it was worth it. Was it. I would time. go back for free it right was a now. Good time. <laughs> yeah, for free. I would for do sure. it. I would go ride that show for free right now. That oh. was so fun. You're you're hired. You look at Brady Boy Nine Riders to go to that show. I'm in Sturgis. You're looking for riders. Yeah. <laughs> for free, just beer. I tell you what, that would work out. Give me yeah. lodging me and, and alcohol. Baby. A little bit of greenery. <laughs> Backstage. Kid Rock. This is going to be Clint's most expensive show ever. <laughs> <laughs> if like no one did anything, I spent five grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we had some insane times. The problem is, is we didn't record any of it, and we didn't no, write any of it down. That's a good and thing. All memories suck. That's but we true. could have had a book, a movie, a TV series, a reality show, all of those combined. Only because normal people's lives are so boring. It's insane. <laughs> See, Travis is like... I should have just kept riding. 100%. I try to talk him into doing shows with me all the time. He was right there. So everybody, Travis, like I said, was in the backyard shredding mini bikes, And he and Ray came out. And Travis was the good one. And then he just uh, got hurt. And then he was like, I think he got the family pressure that everybody gets when they break something. Yeah. And yeah. Then, Broke his arm. And then, My dad was like, boy, you better get a job. <laughs> <laughs> better get, get the fuck out. I had to that, remember that big truck I had? It was so stupid. Oh, that truck was sick. But it was dumb. That was a dumb thing to be doing. I should have just kept riding yeah. and started doing tricks. Ain't Yep. Should have done it. You might not have been famous, but we could have gone around the world and gotten fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah. It would have just been worth the good times, you know? Yeah, that's what people go, man, you've been, that's good times. you've been hurt a lot or whatever, and I'm like, totally all worth it, you know? I'm, Absolutely. At the point I'm at now, at the point I'm at now, I'm still functioning, so, like, I'm not mad about any of it. I could be much worse off. What do you got, a Cheers to people with two people on the podcast. Yeah, Clint, all solo. Yeah, I got Marley's here. Yep, yep. 
Marley's okay. right here. Hey, Marley. Look. Hey. There you go. There you go. Look at it. We got... T- can't see your invisible dog. Here, get Randy in here. Yeah. Sorry for waking you up, Mark. Sweet Harper ate it off his chair. How is Delta, Travis? Do you love it? No, I hate it. It sucks. <laughs> you better not say that. There would probably literally be hundreds of people to see this. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, Delta's amazing. Great <laughs> Oh, no. No. Every day is the worst. I've been there 10 years. Still look like a kid, though, so that's good. Everybody else is, you know, <laughs> looking bad. What, uh, what are the perks of your job? Do you fly anywhere? You get he does. super cheap tickets. He flies everywhere, and he doesn't fly ever, ever. What do you get tickets for, like? 55 bucks or something? No, just tax. Uh, just pay the taxes on it. Talk trash for me. I got to take this. Yeah. yeah, you just pay the taxes and you're on. Well, I mean, it's stupid, really. You just fly standby, you know, like if they have a seat open. Yeah, but you got like credentials, so you just drive into the underside of the fucking airport and take the secret elevator right up to your fucking gate. So, what are you crying about? Yeah. I wish I had that going on. <laughs> Too low on the totem pole, you know. No way. You're the best employee. That email said it. You're employee nah, of the month. Nah, just a peon, you know. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're high up, you get some cool, nice perks, but not you're, the low guys. You're peon employee of the month, though. Yeah, a couple times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who I want to have on the show, Chip. What's that? I want to have Chip on the show. You gotta oh. have Chip on the show, dude. I, you gotta, you gotta phone a friend and call me when that happens. I yeah. do. I need to. Um, I was thinking I did that one video where I talk like a redneck, uh, commentating the uh, quarter pipe. I was thinking I could totally just have Chip talk as he watched something. (laughs) Standard, normal. That would be normal. Every day he would be like, God damn, man, look at this guy. (laughs) Hey, he, no joke, is a legit full-on blown redneck. Oh, 100%. This dude was nuts. Oh, my God. I could go on and on with legendary stories of this dude. Throwing whips, just... Running from the cops, going around uh, spike strips. Where he would just stoke the cops, and then they would just show up at his house and be like, look, dude, we knew it was you. You know, nobody else rides like that. You're going to jail. And they would take him to jail. I'm like, dude, fuck that. You can fight that. (laughs) Street bikes. He rode street bikes. And apparently, like, he was a bad dude on a dirt bike, and apparently he rode a street bike just the same way. And he, like, outran the cops and shit. He got caught with fucking... He was already a felon, I think. Had a fucking shotgun on his lap or something. Fucking... Were you there when we went to his house and had that bonfire? I don't know. But it was not a bonfire. He ended up burning, like... Dude, they called... The neighbors called the fire department. He ended up burning, like... We showed up thinking it was a bonfire... 
he had a stack of trees that had been taken down where they cleared a whole field. <laughs> and this thing was like, I'm not kidding, probably 15, 20 feet tall by 100 foot long. <laughs> and they lit it on fire, and it was like a the biggest fire I've ever seen in my life. The fire department comes like, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh, we're just having a fire in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> you are out of your mind, dude. Yeah. Go in the grocery store, rip burnouts for like at a hundred miles an hour. Like go all the way, you know, a few gears in on his sport bike. It's like in the grocery store though, in this fly <laughs> <with snow. laughs> Yeah, do you remember the track at Rockies um, when he first started riding with us again? I, I'm not sure you will, Travis, because I don't, I don't think you're riding with us. Austin was. Do you, do you remember there was like those rollers on the bottom half of the track down by the wood line <clears throat> where you like, you know, you go by like the freestyle jumps, you make that left and you come down the hill. Yeah, and there was those rollers. We were jumping, we were double, double, double through them, through them. He tripled in, like his first day he was there, before he saw anybody. Okay, so the first time, <clears throat> we're at the barn, I'm working with my parents in the barn, and this guy shows up, and he, so somebody, the neighbors like owned the, um, the property where the track was, and uh, so we didn't really have any say, so this guy pulls in and parks and starts riding. And he's riding the track, riding the track. And next thing you know, I look out, and I had probably two or three ramps out there at different gaps. And he just starts jumping everything. I look out, and he just, <laughs> they're, they're totally, a, none of them are the same. They're different ramps. They're at different gaps. And he's just jumping everything. And I just, I'm like, holy, who the fuck is this? So he rolls up to the barn, and he's like, hey, uh. Who I used to ride here. Who owns the track? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, I went away for a little while, this and that. And I'm like, well, the guy that owns the track is up there. I said, I own all, all those ramps. And he's like, well, can I jump them? And I was like, well, fuck, you already jumped everything. I mean, what the hell am I going to tell you now? You know? <clears throat> so uh, he was, it may have even been that day. So he said something about tripling that downhill thing. And I was like, like they're literally rollers. Even the first one didn't really have a lip on it. They were all pretty round and you were pretty going into it pretty fast just to like double through the thing. And he's like, Oh, I tripled it. You know, something about what gear do you do that tripling? And I was like, what triple? And he's like on these little downhill rollers. And I was like, I've thought about that a handful of times. And that's about as far as I've gotten. I don't know. He goes, nobody's ever tripled that? I was like, fuck no. I was like, what were you, like third wide open on a 450? He was like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I was like, no. Wow. <laughs> Woken baby. Uh-oh. 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 So you guys yeah. are two men and a baby. What? You guys are two men and a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's the baby? The baby was there the whole time or what? Uh, she's asleep down the hall. You could just hear her crying or something. I didn't even hear it. Not Austin. Is it yours man. or his? No, it's his. That baby was there the whole time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's been oh, asleep. Yeah. She was sleeping. She was just having a nightmare. Daddy, daddy. 
Hey, Clint, do you remember where he said he landed, though, the first time he tried to ramp? No, Shit. he never told like, me that. And it was like a regular, like, 75 gap, right? This dude overshot it by 30 oh, feet and landed flat. And I was like, oh, my God, Chip, what, what happened? He was like, nothing, just, like, got a cut on my chin. And, was about it again. <laughs> and then I just looped around and centered again. And, you know, I was like, damn, you are so fucking. Yeah, the- I been, uh, I'm not landing flat on the freestyle ramp and, like, keep, you know, just cut another lap. That's what you got to do. You got to turn around and hit it. You know that on a motocross track. You go long or short, you better just turn around and hit it. Any, I can't withstand a flat landing on stock suspension on a freestyle ramp. I'm done. The first show I took him to was at a motocross track, and they set us up in the start straightaway, which was all disc, so it was deep as hell. So um, we jump it in practice. And I want to say, okay, so in practice, we got it set up at like 45 feet, right? So I'm like, just follow me over it. I'm just going to fucking cruise over the thing. We'll be good. We'll pull it back. So I'm putting my boots on. I'm like, just about ready or putting my helmet on. And he goes, and I hear him like go at it. And he goes, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I hope he didn't hit it because I'm like under the wing of the landing. And I hear him like hit the shit, the airbags up and everything. So I can't see him hit the ramp. I just hear him hit it. And I was like, I hope he didn't hit the ramp like that. And I look over like down through the wing because the wings were just expanded metal. And he goes like directly to the crease, like just sets his cases in the crease and just smokes his face off of the bars. Right. So he just, (laughs) he goes into the crease and he bounces and he's just like up. And I was like, oh, he's good. And he just goes and falls all the way over. <laughs> he knocked himself out on the initial impact and just was just kind of straight. And it rode for a while and he fell over. He doesn't even remember crashing. This first hit in practice. We wait like we talk to him, wait like 10 minutes or whatever, do practice, and then go out in the show. And I'm trying in the show, they like re-disc the, the start straight or everybody's been riding it, I guess. So it got super soft. So I like ride through the dirt a couple of times to like get myself a little packed down rut. And I finally I ride through it like three times and then I turn, I'm like, okay, I'm going to jump it. And I come off of the face and I hear him directly behind me. And I'm like, I'm coming up short. So I fucking <laughs> case the shit out of it. And he's behind me. All I hear, he frame cases the front of the landing. Like that front knuckle. He just frame cases it and breaks his linkage off. And I roll to the, I, I land and right away. And, um. Chip, like, makes it to the bottom of the ramp. It fucking, like, geez, and then just drops to the ground. And then uh, Gwendy's there yelling at him that he's got to go and all this. And I'm like, the fucking bike's broke. Yeah. What are you doing? Chip. Chip. What are you doing? If you want to do this, you got to go, Chip. Chip. <laughs> 
I've never seen any girl down a bottle of vodka in one go, though. In one go. I can't even do a shot of vodka. She was like, dude, those two, funnel down those two are legit jump in the pool. red bulls. Jump in the pool, didn't come back up. Just slowly, slowly, like, empties his pockets. And I'm like, dude, what is going on? And he jumps in, saves her. Maybe she's like, like, like We were there at her pool, that pool, that one day. But I don't insane, remember her around. Insane. We should have been filming the entire thing. Yes. <laughs> Everything we should have started. We'd be rich right now. Just be great. Be great. Oh, reality show. Oh, my God. You got to get Chip on them. Yeah. Have you guys talked to him? I haven't talked to him in years. Dude, the stories he used to tell me about being in jail yeah. were the fucking craziest stories yeah. I've ever heard in my life. I drove around the country with that guy quite a bit, so I heard quite a bit of stories. Dude, he told me some shit that I was just like, holy, I can't believe he made it out of that. I can't. <laughs> he, said that, he said when he went in, he goes, all right. <clears throat> First guy says anything to me, I'm hitting him as hard as I can. He said, so very first day he was in at lunch, he's standing in line, he's got his tray, and they're putting food on or whatever, and somebody cuts in front of him, and he goes, all right, and just cocks back, he said, and just blasts that guy in the face as hard as he could. And something, some big fucking skirmish in the fucking thing, he said, <laughs> people didn't really fuck with him after that. You just tell me that one time they were like, the jail they were in was like some piece of shit, crazy jail that had this one section that was like lower below ground through these long hallways that were no cameras, super dark. And he said he was walking through there one day. I forget what, what he told me, but he got jumped by like six dudes and they were just beating shit out of him in the middle of this dark alleyway in the middle of a basement of a jail. Yeah. I was like, well, that sounds absolutely terrible, Chip. I don't want any part of that. He's like, yeah, man, just uh, just don't ever go there. That's yeah. a terrible job. Okay, so, <laughs> so one of my favorite stories from him in jail is that, or prison, I guess there's a difference. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's prison, in whichever no, no. one you go to for an excessive amount of time. He was in for like prison. four years. So uh, he said that he went into the break room and there was some dudes watching. Now, he's a white dude. He's got a bunch of tattoos. He goes in there and there's some black dudes sitting there all the way to his neck. Yeah, across his chest. Fuck the police. He says there's some black dudes sitting in the break room watching basketball. And he and he go and X Games was on and he walks in and he says, "Hey, he goes, you guys watch basketball?" Or he said, "Can we put uh, X Games on?" And they're like, "Yeah, right, whatever." And he goes, "You guys watch basketball every fucking day," <laughs> and he said, "I just want to watch this." And they gave him some shit. So he ends up he says he ends up brawling with like two or three dudes. <laughs> like he goes, and they beat the fuck out of me, but in the end. They let me watch X Games, he says. So I sat on the couch, just bloodied, <laughs> with like black eyes, his lip was fucking. And he was like, I got to watch X Games. <laughs> Holy shit. What a guy. He was nuts. Terrible, what a terrible world to live in, going to jail or prison. Yeah. You know? 
We need to have him on for sure. We had some crazy shit happen through our group. Kyle dying, and it was wild. It got wild there for a little bit. And Michael and Chris being Chris. And Chris is just Chris. Well, Chris, tall dog, small dog. (laughs) Same old deal. Child too. He's still jacked up. Did he move back up to uh, Georgia? Mm. Yeah, he's here. Him and Travis talk all the time. No, yeah, you, know, you guys hang out. All... <laughs> he talks to Travis all the time. He's like saying that. Dude, that's you guys are boys. You grew up together. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he have a kid too? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he does have a kid. What is this a kid? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's married to a kid <laughs> with a kid, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who are you looking at? Is there somebody there? Are you looking at a clock? Me? Yeah. Oh, no. There's a dirt bike race going on in the Uh, background. He fell asleep every single time and never got to watch uh, whatever this is. The last round of the national. (laughs) Don't. It's a sad day for America. Don't do it. Yeah. They need to. (laughs) I I saw what was coming, so I just said, ah, fuck yeah. Someone drank another one. Well, shit, I think we did our time here. I need to get up for work tomorrow. Two hours, huh? Two hours, Just a long yeah. one so far? Huh? No, we went over tw- uh, two hours a couple times. Here we go. Like Tom Parsons. Tom likes to talk. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this, this is good, like, uh, oh. this was good conversation. The good ones always go long. Let's hear a story from you, Nick. I haven't heard any have you, really. I have none. Yeah, you got something. You can hit me with something. I got nothing. You got nothing. Plus, like, I'm in my house. You got nothing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have none. Like this guy could, he can confirm none of them. <laughs> they don't have to be confirmable. They just have to be a story. That's true. I'm on spot. I don't have one. You can't just spring it on me like that. Right, well, we'll do a repeat sometime. We'll do a bro sure. get uh, podcast live. Yeah, that sounds good. We need to get Travis in on a full one, too. <clears throat> I'm glad you made the end of this one, Travis. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just walked into it, you know. I knew old Dust Bowl was coming home. I didn't know that was going on. Nope. I was going to text you, and I was like, I'll just let him walk in and be surprised. Walk in. <laughs> That's good. So let's let's. Uh, you were there. I was telling the story earlier about pulling into the house and having some little kids riding mini bikes in the backyard, and I yeah. come out and I'm like, you, your one friend was just fucking hucking and chucking, Blake, and then I was like, uh, you two guys ride big bikes, and you guys are yeah. like, yeah. What what did you think then when I said you'd come down and jump some ramps and shit? Oh, so stoked. But, <laughs> you know, at the time, I hadn't even rode a big bike in like a year when that happened. I was just riding pit bikes. I quit racing, just messing around. Yeah. So it was like the coolest thing ever, really. <clears throat> Back in the day, they were shredding the fuck out of some 50s. 
Yeah. Travis had some big ass, like 20, 25 foot fucking uh, doubles in the backyard. Yeah, 10, 12 foot, yeah, 10 foot takeoff. They were 12, huge. 12, they 15 were as fast as a 50 would go yeah, wide open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just it. get destroyed it's, on a 50, fucking it up. Yeah. Dude's still got it, though. I ride with him all the time. He's still got it. He could be freestyle within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I tell him all the time, I said, if you ever want to learn some tricks, I'll teach him. One we day. don't even have a ramp to jump. I would. Yeah, I would Georgia shut down, dude. Yeah, we got nothing. Yo, we got uh, no Heather uh, Williams is trying to get rid of a ramp. Really? Really? Where's she at these days? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming Georgia still. She actually just wrote Chuck trying to get rid of a ramp. I'll hit her up. I used to ride with her every once in a while, actually. It was kind of weird. Diamondback? Yep. Oh, yeah. Love so that's that. probably the ramp, that mellow-ass motherfucker. You're going to have to prop her with a 4x4. Four four. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, too, about American ramps. That, like Everybody built these same ramps, but everybody jacked them up. Yeah. It's like, no matter what, even if you had the same bend of ramp, it's like, well, do you prop yours on a 2x4, or yeah. you go 4x4? Four four? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. a Harbor Freight like, level... I brought like a Harbor Freight little bubble eye level, and then it, it always just goes instantly to like the other side. Because I'm like, you crank it up till the level's completely out of the eye, and then you know it's good. Go fast. Yeah. It never fucking works. That's what Paul would do too. He'd be like, okay, it's three cranks on this this crank on this jack, three cranks on this jack, and then one and a half on this one, and one and a half on this one, and then leave them. Don't touch them. That's the jump. That's how it is. I was like, all right, dude. You tell me how many cranks, I'll crank it. <laughs> yeah. Might be, uh, we need to do a big reunion ride. Yeah, for sure. Just trailing. I just want to have an OGO camelback on and just Jack and Coke filled to the brim and just be hammered drunk riding in the woods. Yo, we'll, do we'll, it. we'll make some uh, like cupcakes or whatever. Okay. We're all going to... We're all going to fly in United or some shit or whatever he's on, right? Travis? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, boy. Listen, ah. Travis, we need 12. We need 12 Delta tickets. Delta, Delta. <laughs> we need Delta tickets. We need all of them. For all around the country. We need a whole plane. All right, I'll work on that. Private jet. <laughs> yeah, just get a plane to come around and pick us all up. And then you heard it here first. Travis has it lined up. Yeah. Where are we going to Where's it? Where's that? Your backyard. We're just flying to you. Yeah. And then we're going to trail ride with Jack and Cokes and our camelbacks. Oh, I'm There's a, some gnarly hill climbs I'm here. I'm a trail rider now. Come on. Like, you guys I'm, ain't got no gnarly I'm hills. I'm really good. Like, I seriously want to go sign up for, like, a hard enduro. Yo, I rode... <laughs> <laughs> I've been, like, rock hopping, going over logs. I'm doing the whole deal. Hill climb. We heard about it. Um, Austin was telling us how you could rip the fucking... Creek crossings and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Travis. Like he, was, he wasn't mocking you. Was Travis serious. is no shit. We'll get on a track and lay down some fucking laps. Like he, whenever He's I rode with him, he was like, just I could keep with him, but I started getting out of control, and making a lot of mistakes. It was like just a little bit faster than I could do it consistently. I'm the same way. I have to push when I ride with him. 
I'm pushing the limits. And he looks like he's just riding smooth. Yeah, he is. That's just like this is <clears throat> this is what I say about Brody. Brody is riding at a level that's easy for him. It just happens to be super fucking gnarly. He just happens to be so talented that his like this is just this is pretty easy is just like almost the best in the world. Well, it definitely helps to have one of the gnarliest courses in your backyard. Right, but most people wouldn't just build like that Brody because says, they're not that gnarly. Do what? Most people wouldn't build that because they're not that fucking gnarly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you go to Brody's and to jump every jump out there is an accomplishment. Fuck yeah. He's you, feel, you just feel so good about yourself when you jump to every jump there. You're just like, yes. And he's just tricking everything out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. He's his, a bad dude. His main ramp has like three feet of safety at the top, and the, and it's like <clears throat> eight feet wide at the top. And I'm like, and it goes downhill like, like 60 fucking feet. Yeah, so I'm you like, it, you're going to just go to the flats like <laughs> so far down and get just I'm clean. like, why don't you put some safety on this thing? And he's like, because this way, whenever I go anywhere else, it's easier. And I'm like, yeah, but you're trying to learn shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'd rather have a big old <laughs> landing to learn stuff to. <clears throat> Here's one out to Jack Rowe retiring. Yeah. I'm at what, about that? what? Yeah. What do you do? I don't because the kid can still ride. Break his ankle what or something? He broke something, right? <clears throat> his ankle yeah. or his tib fib or something. Something. It happens, dude. That's freestyle. You're going to go down. It's just a matter of time. The thing is it's that... It's a matter of time and then, like, your age and then your circumstances in life. Like, it puts you kind of like... Because other people will be like, well, I'd fucking come back from that. It's like, well, you're not living on the same... Yeah, and he just... So he's got a one-year-old daughter now, so... It changes the whole daughter too, man. Yep. Same thing happened with me. As soon as I had my daughter, I was like, yeah, I'm not really about sending it anymore. I'm not trying to break myself off. I had a couple bad wrecks back to back that I was just like, I'm done getting wadded up. Yeah. Terrible feeling. When your arms just folded in mm -hmm. half, and just like, oh my God. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm done with those days. I know. That's I didn't even have I that, said. but I get it. Like same thing. It's you just, I don't know. You get a kid, and then, and then something happens, and it's like, fuck. I, I was just making it too, like to like not making it, but yeah. doing shows and stuff where I thought I wanted to be, and then it's like it's not worth it. It's tough. It's tough work. Yeah. I figured out how to. Oh, there you go. I got both of you guys up now. Do? Finally, pretty much over. It still doesn't show me the. Uh, yeah, it does. The now I switch over to the 420. Ah. Uh, 20 for all, all the listeners, vocal listeners. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you, Dude, Travis. That's all we have in Grand Park, that's Doug Gore, my dad, is the top buyer of the Sweetwater 420. <laughs> he is. We go to the bar and we buy it because can't get it at the fucking uh, grocery store. Tasty brew. What? Um, Travis, I went to South America, Guyana, and rode a thousand mile safari to the uh, border oh. of uh, Brazil. 
No way. Yeah. Clint, you, meaning to talk to you about this. I've been doing a lot of research on a long distance journey ride through Asia. Yeah. And I'm ready to do it. I just need some people to do it with me that I want to ride with. We need to get Samo because that motherfucker can build you a new carburetor out of a tree bar. Dude, he'll literally he'd have his bike break down in the middle of the woods. We'd be hammered drunk. Oh, huh. all you gotta do is just take this tree right here and wind this around this. I swear to God, he got his bike out every time. I'd be like, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but how I want to do a long distance ride. If you're down, let's go. Like how let's long? Go. What are you talking? I want to do like a two week straight just. Long ride. Let's do a rip to the tip or whatever that is. I don't yeah, know what rip to the tip is, but let's just do see it. it on TV. Everybody used to do it. Ox and and everybody. Who else? There's a couple uh, documentaries that I watched. That's a um, race, bro. We're not down. trying to race. Long, dude, long way, long, long way, way down, down is awesome. Yeah, long way down. Is How sick. cool is that? I saw that. Was that like, was cool. Don't yeah. I'm doing. <clears throat> long way down, long way around. Those yep. are fucking yep. really good. Got the good uh, promotional uh, skills. He can easily say, "Oh, hey KTM, hey Mister, we need some bikes." Who can? You can. <laughs> I actually. Like, this is so, all on you. I see that. So actually, um, my trip that I did in Guyana, I filmed it, and I did uh, like a three, four day um, video, like three different segments, one each day. And, or each like day or two days and then um i put it all together and i submitted it to a film festival and it actually got accepted so there's a film festival in new york that uh the show movie will be shown at and shit sick but it was like something i already had edited i just added all the pieces together and then submitted it I put a little voiceover at the very end and that was it See, that's the part where I really sucked in freestyle was the advertising, the promotional stuff. Yeah, but I'm the, not even that good. Just emailing resumes. I still don't have a resume to this day. Good. Fuck that. Yeah. I've been doing freestyle now for 10 years, and I have zero resume. Yeah, of course. What do you need a resume for? Because all Sponsors. Anything else like that? You know what it comes yeah. down to? Meeting people. It is. It really is all being now. And the way, people you have been racing this uh, MXGP in Florida this weekend. You just got to know the right guy. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> just for everybody on audio, Austin was filleting his beer. Just under the bus. <laughs> what do you mean? Most I'm of our get a monster jam show now. Most of our listener listeners are audio. <laughs> You'll got, never do monster jam again. You're done in this business. You're done. <clears throat> yeah, we've all heard that. Yeah. All right. I gotta go to sleep. All right, dude. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's been fun. Been very good. Thanks for coming Let's on. We'll do it again. Yeah. And Travis will have you on. All right. You'll become a cult figure. 
What did you think about uh, MXGP? MXGP was great. It was call. great. It was cool to see those dudes rock. You know. Oh, did you go down too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sick. Yeah. Cool. It was cool. I love European style. You know. He loves Moose Cannon. Loves. I don't love Moose Cannon. Oh, Marvin. 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 <laughs> Marvin. Marvin. No. You I'm know, just a well, big fan well, of well, like, smooth, effortless. You not, know. Which is not Marvin. He's not. He comes up. Man. He's got creative. He's lines. got his elbows straight down. He's got. Uh, he might look crazy at times, but the like, dude has amazing. <laughs> Travis's favorite part about the MXGP was Hurling's hatchet looking face mask. Worst part about it's it. All they have the worst, worst time yeah. to ever. And Travis loves it. I, I, I want, I want their uh, pro grip gear. And I UFO will welcome Hurling and Caroli and all these dudes. Tell over me that Hurling style over that one jump that he did not look like a douche. When he was clodding the giant baby. <laughs> see that? that shit was crazy. He was just stealing out. He's not control going max speed. This dude was hauling ass. And Hurlings is the real deal. Meanwhile, Crowley was just steezing over it. Just perfect. Hello, CDs. We don't get more. We're at CDs. You, CD were, just, you were just trying to give Travis shit about being all pumped for uh, – Muskin yeah. style. Crowley's the only one that I like. It was gnarly though. A lot do of American like, flag, a lot of rednecks. Do you love Crowley's <laughs> grill? Awesome. Do you Just love Crowley's grill, Austin? No, I do need to get teeth. <laughs> for sure. That wicked overbite? I don't know how he chews. Run it. Run it. He just... <laughs> I saw him... So you know it's real. I never liked his riding... Ever before, I saw him ride live in person, and he looked good. You can't deny that. Who is it? Caroli. Dude, he's amazing. Flying. They do not take their feet off the pegs. Yeah, pretty much any time. It's It's all about just being fluid. It's amazing. I like it. I'm a fan. I think if we could mix that with the American flair, ultimate. No, all we need. We're seeing that right now. All we need is another. Uh, Ricky Carmichael or James Stewart, Jeremy we need one of those three to come back and just Stewart's done. He's he's done. He's not coming back. Yeah, Stewart's not coming back. Unfortunately, We're just gonna have to like, accept that. What a piece of terrible. shit move on his part. No, you're gonna, you're gonna post that no. picture of your dialed bike no, no, no. shadows looking so cool. Like, hey, this is coming soon, and then you're just gonna not say anything and never show up. He's going to bequeath the number seven for somebody. He's millionaire and shit. What? I don't care. You I'm at least put out a statement and say, look, I'm, I got a kid and I'm done. One of two human beings that exist to go undefeated. Because he's bad as he shit. He gets to do whatever. He's done. We, we need to add the Austin and Travis show. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just he need to He deserves Listen, we're going to do a... Um, like a race season preview, and we're gonna call you guys, and we're just gonna talk shit on everybody. Do it, Let's do it, man. Maybe, maybe we'll call Robbie Marshall in too. Yeah, before Straight Rhythm or Monster Cup, let's do it. Robbie Marshall shows up, 
Hey, fuck well, good guys. We'll be all fucking Boston now, fucking screaming at everybody. That's fine. How many people can you get in one call, Clint? I don't know. The problem is that everybody talks to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I can just mute you, motherfuckers. So just allow some section. Like, okay, you're you're live. Go. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, maybe. Wait, you're just gonna mute me? Yeah. Why did you say what? Nope. Remove Why'd from say, group. Well, talking? Anybody talking right now? It says remove from group. Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking or am I talking? You're about to get removed from the group. Removed. That's it. Do it again. My phone's going dead. Do it again. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'll remove you from this group so fucking fast. <laughs> All Cheers, right. boys. Cheers. Everybody, good to see you, Travis. Eat, drink with you. Yeah, good to see you, too, bro. And uh, uh, we'll do it again. We'll do some race reviews. Yeah, let's do a race review season. I'm ready. All right. Yeah, for Monster or Monster Cup and um, Straight Rhythm. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do That's one. coming soon, isn't it? Yeah. They, well, I think uh, October, both of them. At least that's what, what they were last time. Is the uh, destination first? You know, we don't really pay that much attention to anything. We just get on the <laughs> internet and talk <laughs> shit. Sorry, talk is. shit about you're going It's before. Oh ago. no, they're good. They're awesome. They're good. Somebody's watching me on my phone. No. No. Oh, what, okay. what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Dude, you lost us. Alright, boys. Alright, well, now that everybody's confused, we're going to shut her down. Yeah. Shut This is a great shutdown point. Everybody, Next time, let's get this drunk before we start. Thanks yes. for listening. Hey, Motion Pro, Emotocons. Uh, Motion Pro, I'm still riding. Two Wheels of Freedom. Uh, Sharper Homes. <laughs> Waylon Jennings, apparently. Over here in this uh, and designs. Uh, uh, what was his other? What was his alter ego? That wasn't Waylon Jennings. No. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Chris Gaines. Chris. Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank Chris Gaines. I'll do what I can. Does Waylon? Does Waylon Jennings have a e- emo alter ego? He yeah, doesn't. He was. Pussy. Dirty. Don't forget Dirty Randy. Yeah, Randy, what's up? Randy. Randy. Uh, sporting dog. There oh, you yeah. go. Drinking that beer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love the <laughs> My dog's straight edge. She don't want none of that shit. Yeah, Ricky's an alcoholic. All right. We're really shutting her off this time. All right, boys. All right. Good to see you. Later. Yes, later.